Hey, you got a crazy family? We want to hear all about it. Got a brand new podcast. It's called My Crazy Family. And boy, we know there are some stories out there. And sometimes it just makes you feel better to get it off your chest or to hear about somebody else's crazy family. It lets you know that maybe yours isn't as nuts as you thought. Yeah, the bar gets set pretty damn high. Trust me. You can call <laughs> in your stories right now at one 833 fam. That's one 833 Cray, C-R-A-Y-F-A-M, or write in your story at the website crazyfampod.com. That's crazyfampod.com. And by the way, you don't have to use your real name. It's totally okay if you just want to make up names, but you just need to get rid of this information. We are your place. You're not going to believe what you will hear on this podcast and the insane things that some families have put their loved ones through. one 833 or write in at crazyfampod.com. Stay tuned for our official launch date. And start getting us those stories right now. Crazyfampod.com. My. My. Crazy. Crazy. Family. Family. My. Crazy. Family. Today, on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that 9 out of 10 veterinarians agree could be toxic to the health of small dogs named Puddles. What should have been a simple high school prank that a group of friends planned to look back and laugh about turned into a trauma that will haunt these teens for the rest of their natural lives. Who got the final laugh this time? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any episodes of the show. If you want access to our bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week, advanced episodes of the show, the full archive, you can get it all at ghostpodcast.com or through Patreon. You can find the link uh, to Patreon right there at ghostpodcast.com. Just click become an EPP to get access to all that stuff, all of it's commercial free, and you can start binging away right now. Let's go to ghostpodcast.com. It's uh, Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? We were talking a little bit before the actual podcast about how the fact that you did some like last minute summer stuff mm-hmm. and I've got fall stuff coming up around the corner. And it's it's funny to me because as old as we get and we're you know, we're I would say I'm middle aged. You're getting up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't change. Like when you were in school, summer ended and you kind of had that blah feeling and even as an adult even though you're working through summer and you don't get the big vacations like the kids get Mm -hmm. there's still a certain time of the year where you're like well that's pretty much it again isn't it you know it's it's the same thing and today was that day the kids uh went back to school and i went back to what my life is like normally throughout the year when (laughs) they're in school and it's just me around the house i I had to catch myself a a couple times i was like harp 
harp. I'm like, oh, she's in school. Because <laughs> 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 she's just always there. And so I, I, I miss that. I, you know, I'm certainly glad that she's in school and enjoying that. But I'll miss her. It's me and the dogs. We walk, we mope around the house and look at each other and cry. Uh, and uh, it's just, I don't know, it, it's just a funk kind of getting back into it. But I think tomorrow I'm going to be good. I actually, uh, today the uh, the bus, you know, came. It was the first day I got up and at like 6.20 and helped her, you know, watched her get down to the bus. And I went back to bed and I just said, you know what? I'm going to sleep as late as I want to today. And I'm just going to get myself as caught up as I can. So tomorrow is going to feel like a normal day. Yeah. So I did that and I don't know, I'm up. It still feels kind of like I'm just ready for the day to be done. <laughs> it's kind of funny because you're, you're like, Oh, my daughter's in school. Now I'm going to miss her. I'm pretty sure when my sisters and I went back to school, my mom and dad couldn't be happier. Exactly. Like I think they hated us laying around the house and stuff like that. Exactly. There was all, it was always very much insinuated. Like, like when are you guys going to get back in school? When is this going to like, it was always, always this, this like nice blanket of you're not welcome here. <laughs> yeah, 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 we had you, but now we don't want you, kind of thing. You're interfering with my day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. It's uh, it's an interesting dynamic the way that works. But I'm uh, yeah, it's, I'm ready to get over the uh, the funk of it. But I went over this weekend. We did um some uh, uh tubing on a boat. I've I haven't been on like a fishing boat or a speed boat in I don't know probably many many years 10 15 years um or more or less driven one but we did that we got, there's like big like giant tube inner tube thing you get and you rent and then they you pull it behind the boat thankfully uh my girlfriend's done this a time or two so she knew she just jumped right into it and it's like starts whipping the boat around <laughs> I'm like you're good at this you're good at driving anything fast because that's what she does <laughs> so um so we did that and i gotta say it's my first time tubing it's something i've always wanted to do since i was a kid and I should have done it when I was a kid <laughs> because it, I think it would be far more um, uh, less less damaging to nerves and joints and such when you're, you know, 19, 20 versus right. like 40. Because I got out there and I tell you, oh, my gosh, I am still sore today. And that was two days ago. That's funny. And, and I was just thinking about the fact, like, maybe five years ago or so, I went on a couple of roller coasters. And that used to be my thing. Every yeah. summer, I would go on, and I loved that. And I got off the first one and said, that's about enough. Yeah. 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 I uh, I hate roller coasters. But I never have liked roller coasters. And so when I go on them every now and then with the kids, it's like, oh, but yeah, no. Not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I feel I, so old. You kids get off my roller I coaster. I you know? still, I still like water slides though. That's that, that <laughs> does not get old for me. In fact, we're going to go do that this next weekend. Uh, we're going to Branson for Harper's birthday and we're going to go to the water park. So that'll be fun. Or I'll experience something where I'm like, Oh, I get, I get very injured on this too. So <laughs> right. you'll be coming back from an ER visit this time. Well, I already twisted my ankle over the weekend when I was putting some, <laughs> Uh, chairs up at another room and there's like a little step <laughs> a little drop-off thing and i mean it was like later at night but it was one of the last things we were doing and all of a sudden i'm like ah and i was like dad are you okay i'm like yeah and so it's my ankle's still sore from that i'm just how like did, an arm how did you injure yourself well i was putting some chairs up putting some chairs up <laughs> pulling the that pulling the garbage can down i had a major surgery over that like this shit sucks like i used to never get injured i used to have nothing happen to me i don't know i'm, I'm gonna get a personal trainer and i'm gonna like get myself in shape because this isn't fun 
Good luck. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to uh, our first letter. It says, hi, my name is Jay. I just started listening. Loving this podcast a lot. I have a fairly interesting series of stories from a group of friends and myself in high school. I was really into the TV series Ghost Hunters, and thus my parents bought me an amateur ghost hunting kit for my birthday freshman year. At that moment, my friends and I all collectively decided to find the creepiest building in town and try to find some ghosts. This brings us to the location. Now, for the life of me, I cannot tell you what this place is actually called. I just know it would be a very old and condemned hospital or maybe retirement senior care facility in an area in Idaho, uh, kind of near NNU. We found a way to get in the broken window in what we thought was the kitchen. This was July, so it was scorching hot inside this building. Broken glass everywhere, garbage and graffiti. We made our way to the stairs where we found a message on the wall painted in red. Third floor is where it gets fun. So naturally, we made our way up the stairs, armed with probably one of the cheapest EMF detectors ever manufactured in an early 2000s flip camcorder. Just past the second floor entrance, the wall was painted again with a message, keep going. We were so certain it was a prank that the second we got to the third floor, a security alarm or something would go off and we'd have to bolt. We crossed the threshold at the door to the hallway and nothing. So we began exploring. We were about 15 minutes in before the EMF went off for the first time. When that happened, we did the standard, is anyone there nonsense that we saw on TV? Nothing. We came to a room with a pentagram painted on the floor, and the EMF started going crazy. My friend Peter began freaking the hell out and said, what if it's a demon and some shit? Travis told him to calm down. Shortly after that, in the same room, the camera, which was at about half battery, just suddenly died and wouldn't turn back on. When that happened, we all wanted to leave and try to go charge it because we want our evidence on record, of course. So we make our way back down the hallway while walking towards the stairs. We hear shuffling and broken glass being scattered on the ground. We call out to ask if anyone was there, but we got no answer. The noise just stopped abruptly. Then Peter claimed he saw a shadow figure. Very tall, dart across the hallway behind us. We figured maybe a homeless person was taking up residence here or something. We called out again with no response. We were turned to the direction of the shadow behind us. It be two doors down from the building. A loud bang scared the shit out of all of us. I just about peed myself. All frozen in fear, I called out again, Who's there? second later, something that we couldn't see was thrown at us. Travis swung his light down the hall in the direction of whatever flew past us, and there was an empty liquor bottle off to the side of the hallway on the right, the rays up from the ground on its own. It did this little twitch, almost as if whatever was holding it was giving it a once-over to gauge the best way to throw it. Then it hurled down the hallway in our direction, shattering a few feet from where Peter was standing. I'll tell you, Never moved faster in my life than I did that day. On my way down those stairs and through the chest, high window, screaming the entire way down and back to the car. After that, Travis and I put an ad on Craigslist for anyone looking for a paranormal investigation at their business or residence. Only ever got one very disappointing call from that ad. Peter never came out ghost hunting with us again. What are your thoughts on all that? 
Sounds like every first investigation for every paranormal investigator <laughs> ever, at least close to it, you know? And yep. It, it, it can, although I, my first one was not at, uh, at a facility like that. Mine was actually in a graveyard, but, um, you know, I was pumped up by Ghost Hunters. That was my show. In fact, I've been watching a lot of the old classics the last couple of weeks. And mm -hmm. um, you go out there and you, you see what's on TV and you kind of just expect everything's going to be, you know, pretty mild, whatever. And then something happens and you kind of do get this, the shit scared out of you. And then you have to ask yourself, is this really what I want to do? And some people never go out again and some people just continue doing it. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where either it draws you in or you got your thrill, and then you're uh, you're out of it. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I I I don't go out very much at all. But I, now that it's getting to be a little more temperate outside, uh, I'm looking forward to actually going out and maybe doing a little exploring with Harper. And uh, yeah, the the stuff you guys have done is really great. I, I like it when you share stuff like that, and I think a lot of people get into it uh, initially. To be scared. I mean, that's why we watch scary movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then either A, you just keep going out to get scared, or B, you decide that you want to find out what the hell's really going on, and that just keeps you going out more and more. Sure. Sure. No, it totally does. Uh, the other day, I on um, on the Grape Talks, I had, because uh, you watch Ghost Hunters? Yeah. I don't watch anything. Uh, but uh, Sherry Benedetti was on. Oh, I love her. She's great. I had her, on the, and I didn't even know she was on the show. <laughs> I just wanted, because all I wanted to do is just hear her story. I knew she was an investigator, but I don't follow any shows. But it was a really just interesting conversation where she just kind of dug into her life and really shared, you know, kind of how she got from, you know, normal life to, to getting into this. And it was a really good conversation. Um, but it's, you can hear it over on uh, on the Grave Talks the uh, the other podcast i'll have to check that out yeah. thanks for letting me know yeah let's go over to a caller at uh, 855-853-4802 let's take this one and load it into the computer and press play and hi let's hear your story hey guys my name is aaron i'm calling from Brevard county florida um so i have two stories that i want to tell you about one is when I was about eight or nine years old. Um, my dad works at the Kennedy Space Center. Um, and he had to take the child to work day. This was before 2001, um, before the terrorist attacks. Um, so parents could bring their kids in for taking the kid to work day. And I got to, you know, do the really cool kid things, like have your name on a shuttle tile and, you know, I got like little memorabilia things. At the end of the day, my dad and I, um, he took me out onto um, Patrick Air Force Base uh, or Cape Canaveral, Air, Cape, Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, I should say, um, where the Apollo 1 site was. And um, that is uh, their uh, it's a protected place. It's remaining in place. They're not doing anything to it to prevent it from falling apart. It's just, if it falls apart, it falls apart. That's it. Um, so we went out there, and I was, of course, eight or nine years old, and I was like, Dad should really be out here. And he's like, yeah, fine. So there's that. So we went out there, and we, um, we got to, you know, walk underneath it, 
and walk underneath the structure that held, you know, the testing stuff and, you know, where the astronauts actually died. Um, and I heard, like, very, like, screaming. And I felt like every part of my body was just on fire. Like, I was just so hot. And yes, it's Florida, and yes, Florida's hot, but this was like an unremarkable hot. So, and I, I told my dad, I said, do you hear that? And he's like, no, I didn't hear anything. And I'm like, they're screaming. I said, someone is screaming. He's like, I don't hear anything. He's like, and there's nobody out here but us. And because, I mean, it's it, far away from like all the buildings, very far away from everything else. And so you like you have to know where it is to go there and you have to have like a specific you know, you have to have a bed and stuff like that. So I, I just said I, I can't stay here. I can't we have to go. We we have to go. And so I left. We we went home and la this year, two thousand and eighteen, I went on a tour, a bus tour. Um, they opened up um, get to the uh, general public, I should say. Um, it's for those who pay extra money for the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex to, um, you know, you get to go and see the old launch sites from the old rockets and stuff like that, from Gemini, Apollo, Mercury, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I went out there again, and this was, I'm 26 now, that was when I was eight. And it was it, the amount of um, decay that had happened, and it, it's very rusted. You can't go underneath it anymore because there's a there's a fence around the actual um, part of it that you know things are falling down. It's 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 falling apart, so you can't go underneath it. But I still felt like my my skin was just on fire. It felt so hot. And apparently that is pretty common out there to hear the, the screaming of the three astronauts. Um, so that was, that was my first ever encounter. Uh, my second one was when I was about 13 years old. Um, I, my parents have a uh, van and it was parked towards the road. So it was in, uh, it was like, um, in like just pointed towards the road, like in our side yard, so you could see down the street. And I was sitting in the van, you know, messing around, whatever. And I looked out the front window or the, the windshield, and I saw a little boy. It's see-through, just see-through kid. And I, and he was holding a little teddy bear and he waved at me and then I, I waved back which was like okay there's a kid in the street this isn't good and so I watch him after he waves at me he turns and he walks through the wall of my neighbor's house and I just said what just happened and I went inside and I told my parents that there was a little boy in the he was creep through and I couldn't I couldn't see him and, and he went walk through the wall and my parents were like, You're imagining things, you're crazy. So that that's how that went. Um but the little boy 
what I believe that little boy, who that little boy was, down a couple blocks away from me, a little boy um, around the age of, I think he was like four or five or six, somewhere around that very small age. Um, he got hit by an ice cream truck and he unfortunately died. Um, and by his his memorial, or memorial right next to his house, there was a little teddy bear um, that um, was just there. His, his parents had left it there. Um, just as, you know, like a memorial, you know, what have you. And, um, you know, I, w- I would drive by that every day when, like, my mom was taking me to, to go to school or we were going to, like, the store or something. We would drive past that house, and I would always see the teddy bear. And after I saw the little boy, the teddy bear was gone. Now, obviously, something could have taken it, someone could have don't want it, whatever. But I, I truly believe that the little boy took the teddy bear away. Um, so those are my two stories. Um, if you want to use it for the show, go ahead. That'd be great. I love listening to you guys. Um, I've never called in before. So I just wanted to, you know, call you and, and tell you what, what's going on. Thank you for the uh, the stories. Uh, and an FYI. 16, yeah. 16 ice cream truck related deaths in the U.S. from 93 to 2014. That's the latest wow. ice cream truck death statistics for you here. What is first. going on with that? <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, does this stat even exist? So that's all I could find. <laughs> but anyhow, thoughts on all that? Well, I mean, you think of all the uh, the the pain and death that has gone into our space program, and you just wonder if there were p- more pieces of uh, spacecraft around how many of them would have energy attached to them so many of them that you know uh, were in bad situations basically disintegrated into nothing you think of uh, uh, challenger and all that kind of stuff and man i mean if this person doesn't have some sort of abilities i don't know and i'm not sure that i would want to possess abilities where you go to something like that and you can hear people screaming and you can feel the heat and all that kind of stuff this seems very very scary to me that would be very bizarre. You know, I've wondered, I, I've been to Kennedy Space Center, I'd say twice in the last seven, eight years or so. Um, and I've seen this launch pad that she's talking about, and it just sits there in disrepair. And you're like, well, what is that for? It's like, that was the launch pad that all these came. I'm like, oh, and it's just, it's there. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Uh, but there's all sorts of launch pads all over the uh, Kennedy Space Center now, and a ton of alligators too. But uh, it's... Uh, an interesting place to to go in. Have you been there at all? I have not. I've seen pictures of it though, and it kind of reminds me of. Sometimes you'll come across uh, pictures of like old malls or mm-hmm. old train depots and stuff like that that are you know, that are no longer used. And there's just parts of that place that kind of look like time forgot that they were there. It does. It it really it kind of has a weird feel feel to it. Um, I remember going there in the early '80s as a kid, and everything was very you know, state of the art forward moving. This is exciting. And look at all these things that are coming in the future. And when you go there now, it's kind of like a relic where like the architecture and everything was very much Epcotty feeling from the early eighties and the future that really wasn't. And and there's just not a lot that, you know, we, we had the space shuttle that was exciting to, to learn about as a kid right now, there really isn't any manned, things that are going up there in any way shape or form like that program was 
So it it kind of has a weird. I don't want to say it's like it's dead, but it's like there's a weird pause on this right now. Like it's going through some sort of a transition uh, into whatever it's going to become. But there's a weirdness to it. Um, yeah. th- there's a really neat. Um, if you do the bus tour um, and then it takes you to, uh, I think, the Saturn rocket, um, you go through the original control room uh, from uh, the original moon landing. And they actually have a bunch of bleachers set up in there that you go in and they put on the show uh, and it lights up and it, it's exactly what happened in that room as it happened, uh, including the room shaking and feeling like there's a rocket uh, about to take off from outside. Uh, and it's a really, really, I think that's probably the coolest part of the experience, in my opinion, going there now. Um, that and uh, it is pretty cool. They have uh, one of the space shuttles in there. You watch a big video about the history of the space shuttle. And then the screen, um, it, the the lights go off and you see it's a transparent screen behind it. And then sitting right in front of you is the nose of the space shuttle. And then wow. you walk out around it and you see just how big it is and it's opened up and it's, I forget which one they have in there, but um, it's the real deal. And it's just, it's kind of mind blowing to remember seeing those on television and all the excitement about it. And here it is in the museum now. I never, I never understood why we stopped that program. Like, why didn't we continue? It seemed like it was a great program that we could have continued to use with new shuttles and all that kind of stuff i just i never understood that so yeah i don't know why it 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 stopped if it got defunded or what but it felt like well why don't we just keep improving these you know these vehicles but i think they are working on like some new type technology for this but who knows if you want to look up for something really creepy about all this uh in russia they have a couple space shuttles that they never used and they're in these abandoned hangers and there's people who the urban explorer type folks and some of these real crazy extreme ones they get in there in some of those videos and they're crawling around a russian space shuttle in an abandoned hangar it is so apocalyptic it's scary i can't even imagine putting your life on the line to do that because if they find you you're You're done dead 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 but very very fascinating to uh to see that look it up on youtube i don't remember who did it but it was like oh my god uh some other crazy places that i've seen some of these people go into it's just it's mind-boggling but hey then you don't have to do it it kind of takes the wonder out of it exactly like like, would i do that uh i'll just watch somebody else do it (laughs) uh let's go to uh, another caller of course the phone number uh 855-853-4802 you can call that 24 7 and uh, share your real ghost stories with us we'd love to hear them let's go over to this one right here hi let's hear your ghost story hey guys um um, my name is amber and i'm from murfreesboro tennessee and um i wanted to share probably i've had a lot of experiences um in my life but probably my favorite one is the one where my grandmother went from a um very she was a very big non-believer in that kind of in that kind of stuff she um yeah so there was a time in her life that she um actually started believing and that was I, I was probably around I would say probably 11 or 12 and I was over at her house one day 
and uh, I was just chilling in the living room watching TV, and she was um, in the dining room sitting at the table just doing something, I don't know, Um, but she eventually came into the living room and told me to turn off the TV because she wanted to um, show me something, and um, so I turned off the TV, and she shows me this picture um, and, and asks me what I, if I notice anything about it. And I look at the picture and it's just, you know, a picture of an older house um, that somebody was sitting out front of and, and took a picture of. And uh, I was like, yeah, just told her that. That was all I saw. And she said, look closer. And I kept looking and couldn't see anything until finally she pointed in the area of a picture and said, what do you see right here? And then uh, it took me a little bit for my eyes to adjust. But then finally I saw, um, my eyes started seeing the outline of a figure, which turned into, you know, a man waving um, and and leaning against something. And I was like, okay, now I'm seeing it. Um, That's really creepy. What is this? Where did you get this? And she actually told me that her and her sister um, had went to this house that was actually their house when they were kids um, that them and the family lived in. And uh, they went back there not too long ago and took, you know, a bunch of pictures around the place, you know, reminiscing and whatnot. And uh, that was one of the pictures. And, you know, she had just been sitting at the dining room table going through them, looking at them because she had just gotten them back. And, um, she, she saw that and it it was really creepy. I wish I still had the picture to this day, but I don't, and I don't know where it is. My grandmother is, uh, she's passed away now, so I, I never got to ask her where that was and if I could keep it or whatever. But, um, yeah, very, very creepy, creepy. Um, and, and every time that I looked at it after my eyes finally made out what it was, you could clearly see him just standing there, man waving, leaning up against something on the porch of that house. Um, but the um, the creepiest thing about it all is that, you know, after she finished telling me that that was their house, they were taking pictures, everything, um, she, she got very teary-eyed, and she was like, you know, I have never in my life believed in ghosts. Um, I've always, you know, she's never had any experiences before, um, it, she's just always, you know, written it off as something else in, in her mind, if, you know, if anything. So she's always been a very big skeptic, but she, you know, and she said that and she said, but seeing this, um, has really changed me. And, and she got teary eyed and she was like, because I really feel like that's my dad on that front porch, that, that, that was my dad there on that front porch waving back at us. And that's when, you know, I got major chill bumps when she said that to me. And I was like, I, I just speechless, you know, because what do you say? And she's like, so, yeah, she she said that she really believed that that was her father there at their house that they used to live in as kids way back in the 30s, you know. Um, and there he was, you know, when they snapped that picture there on the front porch waving at them. So, um Really, really creepy, but very, very cool. But, you know, my favorite kinds of um, stories, experiences are the ones where people that were 
very big skeptics become believers. So um, not a very long story, um, but I just thought it would be cool to share with you guys, and I hope to hear it on your um, podcast. And, yeah, so I I just actually started recently listening to your podcast um, this month, and I'm probably like 15, 20 episodes in, and I'm absolutely obsessed with it now. I listen to it every day on the way to work, on the way back from work, just whenever I can when I'm in my car, and it's amazing. You guys are wonderful and do such a great job. So, yep, thank you. Picking you up and making you feel good. Death 107.5. <laughs> All of today's best death stories to help you out and make your workday fly by. Here's Daryl Oates and John O'Daryl and John Oates out of touch on Death 98.7. <laughs> Very nice. You should like try and make people say that sort of shit about your radio station and uh, try and make it sound authentic. And it always was very difficult. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, people people are passionate about this podcast and there's a good reason why. And I think it's because um, I think there is a collective want or need to believe that there's something other than this. Mm-hmm. And and when you hear stories of people who have experienced something like this individual who had a grandmother who had this picture and maybe it was her father on the porch and all that, it just gives credence to when you die, maybe this isn't all there is. Maybe there's something else for us. So I think collectively, really, we all want to hope that there's something else out there. And that's why a lot of us seek that information. Like, what what can we find out about it? I love stories like this, though, like where, you know, grandma never believed and then she gets this photo and sure shit, there's grandpa sitting on the porch or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, great, great story. It is. It is. Thank you for sharing that with us. We, uh, we do greatly appreciate it. And that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, uh, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person and EPP, as we call them. Get access to all the advanced episodes, all the bonus episodes, the full archive, all of it ad free. Just go to ghostpodcast.com. Uh, the Patreon link is there as well. If you want to go through Patreon, ghostpodcast.com. Sign up through the website or right through Patreon right there, ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Todd, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. <laughs>